travel to Las Vegas. Weird that they're playing this at a neutral site against the Oakland Raiders. And Alec is here. I am here. What's going on? Uh, I, I already feel, I already kind of feel the autumn wind. The autumn wind is a is raider. A, is a pirate. Blustering <laughs> in from sea. I'm not going to lie, this game, the, the luster of this game is a lot lower now that John Gruden has been canceled from the face of the earth. Yeah, uh, it definitely makes this more winnable for the Bengals, I will say that. But nonetheless, um, we just didn't find a good time to podcast the last two weeks. It's not that we didn't want to talk about it. We'll own up and we'll fess up to the uh, absolute atrocities that the Bengals committed over the last two games. Um, but that's in the past now, and especially after what happened last week on the bye, the Bengals are now right back in not yep. only the division race, but in the playoff race. Yeah, and it. <clears throat> so we talked about earlier, and we haven't been on for what three weeks now. Yeah, a lot. A lot has changed. Um, the Chiefs are back. Yeah, um, they're gonna. They're gonna win. They're gonna win the AFC West, I think. Yeah. Um, Chargers and Raiders and Broncos are all. They're just, very honestly yeah. the the, char- the Chargers, Raiders, and Broncos are a lot like the Bengals. They're really inconsistent. They can beat anybody, but they can lose to anybody. And I think that you know before we get into this Raiders, um, <clears throat> that's kind of the theme this year of the NFL. Anybody can beat anybody and it's awesome it, it has like a college like it has like a college basketball feel yeah where it's any given Sunday in the nfl right now and i love it yeah it, it it definitely makes it hard to distinguish who's good and who's not good but after watching the Bengals lose to the jets and then after the, watching them get thrashed by the browns two weeks ago and then watching the browns lose by 38 I think to uh, the Patriots and yes. the Ravens lose to the Dolphins and the Steelers tie the Lions. The Titans have lost to the Jets. Uh, I mean, you could go on and on and on and talk yourself in the circle. It makes you feel just like you said that this thing is wide open because anybody, especially in the AFC, anybody can beat 
anybody this year. I mean, and, and, and even in the NFC, though, the Bucks just lost the Saints, who started Trevor Simeon. And uh, well, Trevor Simeon came in. And they just lost to the, 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 the football team. Ooh, I almost said it. Shreve would have been angry with me if I would have said the other word. Um, yes, the football team. The Fighting Dan Snyders. Oh, God. If there is a worse owner in sports than Mike Brown, well, no, Dan Snyder. Castellini, but then Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder's the worst owner in professional sports. Quick tangent, since we also haven't been on in a couple of weeks and some things have happened in the baseball world. Um, how much money are we spending on the Reds this year? Zero dollars. I'm not spending a dime. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Castellini. Did you see he sold his resort in Arizona? Is he like in debt or something? He, maybe, maybe he made a responsible wager on a sporting event, lost it all, and the loan sharks have come to collect. <laughs> maybe, or, or he just likes seeing that money in his checking account. He doesn't even invest it. He just has it in his checking account. He's just an idiot. But anyways, back to the main point. And that is the Rangers. (laughs) So this is a big game. This is a humongous game for the Bengals because you win this game and then you come home, you've got three home games in a row against three extremely flawed teams. Yes. Um, And you win this game (laughs) and given how the schedule is short of uh, playing out, you get – five of your last seven games at home. Uh, And I saw some crazy stat out there today where teams that have won four road games in the season statistically make the playoffs like 70% of the time. Mm. And going one step further, probably the Bengals and the Raiders are going to be a couple of the teams fighting for this sixth, seventh seed in the AFC. So really advantageous to get this tiebreaker. We could go on and on. End of the story, or moral of the story, this is a huge game. Yeah, absolutely. And we it's so funny. We've said this literally every podcast. It's the biggest game of the year. It's the biggest game of the year. But it really is. It really is the biggest game of the year because you either go to five and five, which is very dangerous territory. I mean, the Browns, it's like the Browns. The Browns are in a very dangerous spot. I know they're playing the Lions this week, but even being even being six and six and five is a dangerous spot. You know what I mean. So a win this week would be huge. And um, speaking of Vegas, not the Raiders, but you know the odds makers, it's it's about even. I mean, we're, Bengals are minus one right now, but it, it's about even. So I don't know how to take that. To be honest it's with you, it's a what do you very think? perplexing line because. Um... I mean, after watching the Bengals the last two games, you'd think that Vegas would be all over the the Raiders. The Raiders. And, uh, you know, quick bit of history. I don't know if in our lifetime the Bengals have ever won a game out of the bye. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Zach Taylor, uh, 0-2 off buys. So uh, he might be the next Andy Reid off buys. Good Lord. I mean uh, – I think it's been six years since the Bengals won a game after the bye week. So maybe we're due for a win off the bye week. To be fair, it's been six years since we've been relevant. So that that could be a correlation as well. There you go. Um, 
But I mean, just diving into it a little bit, the Raiders and the Bengals are kind of uh, one and the same in that they're, they have flaws, but I would say overall, they're a good team. Um, you, you know, Derek Carr has played very well this year outside of last Sunday night. Um, and I, I mean, I think the Raiders probably have, I think the Bengals have more talent on their roster. I think the Raiders are just, uh, I don't know. It's something about them playing together as a team. They do play very good complimentary football and, the sort of starting point I want to have here, their defensive line could cause us a lot of problems on Sunday. It can. Um, it could definitely cause a lot of trouble, but I do trust. I don't know if I trust. Um, I don't know who I trust more. I don't know if I trust the Raiders D line to come out and play well, or do I trust, or do I put blind faith, not in his act Taylor, but Joe Burrow to get us into the right place uh, after a bye to kind of limit those kind of limit those opportunities for Max Crosby and them um, to, to get after Joe. Terrible. Well, absolutely. No, they're, they're well. I mean, they had to cut uh, Mister. Uh, was it Arnett? Arnett, yeah. Should have stayed in school for that co- after for that COVID year. Um, yeah. No, but yeah, I. Uh, I, I think their pass rush is going to be a problem. I think Max Crosby is, is arguably a top 15 edge rusher. I mean, you could say maybe arguably t- top 10 edge rusher in the NFL. Um, and I, I do kind of trust them. To, yeah. And, and the, but the thing about it is, though, we kind of kept, kind of, I put in quotes, kind of kept Miles Garrett in check. So, yeah, yeah. That, that's a good point because. Jonah Williams, by the way, has earned his money this season. Well, absolutely. And, and, and to be fair, I, now, <laughs> Miles Garrett had that one sack that he made Jonah Williams look like you or me trying to block him out there. But he'll do that once a week. Yeah. I don't care. I, I, told, I, I was watching the game, <clears throat> uh, like, later with uh, some, some of my roommates here. And uh, I literally – we were talking about it. And it, just, it, it was just like – I don't know. Miles Garrett, you could put prime. I don't even know. Uh, who's the best left tackle in history? Orlando Pace or like Anthony Munoz? Like it's one of it's, it's, it's It is. You could put prime Anthony Munoz out there. He's not blocking Miles Garrett every play for the whole game. Oh, yeah. I was going to say he, he, I would say Munoz probably gets the best of Miles Garrett, but Miles Garrett is a whole nother animal. Yeah. Uh, he, I, I, he's, he's the best defensive player in the league. And also, um, maybe some, maybe some good news. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I just, I just read this on ESPN. Just came up. TJ Watt might be out for a couple weeks. If the Bengals for next if, week, if the Bengals get lucky and don't have to play TJ Watt this season, that's <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, no, 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 you're good. I, I was just gonna say we're not putting Max Crosby on the level of of uh, Miles Garrett. But Matt no, no. has been damn good for the Raiders this year. Yeah, he, I mean, he has a high motor. Uh, you know, the typical – was he six, six – was he a six-rounder? I thought he was like third. Late okay, round. Third. I don't, late round. I, either way, Eastern Michigan. Go Eagles, baby. Go Eagles, baby. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, he's – he's. I mean, 
So they picked Farrell in that same draft. What, what third, fourth overall? Yeah. Oh my God, he is so bad. And he and and uh, Max Crosby ended up being the best pass rusher out of him. So they got their pass rusher in that draft, but uh, yeah, he's going to get paid here soon. Max Crosby's going to get paid. So I heard a funny thing on Pardon My Take this morning. Um, would you say that the Bengals and Raiders have combined for the most arrests in NFL history? Because- <laughs> I would. Oh God. <laughs> I think I think yes, I, I would say so. Yes, <laughs> we are the we are the two most arrestable teams in the NFL. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I don't think it's I can't even think of, I don't think it's close. Like no. I don't I can't think of another team like that would be close. And another sidebar, um, it is the Oakland Raiders. I am not recognizing them as the Las Vegas Raiders. I've, I've decided that. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, no, I, I I agree with that. It's like it's like it's 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 it will always be the St. Louis Rams, the San Diego Chargers. It that that's one that I don't I don't care how long they're in. I they'll be in Los Angeles when we're eighty, and it will always be the San Diego Chargers. Agreed, agreed. Um, but back to the game. So, I think overall, Bengals offense against Raiders defense. I think the Bengals have a clear advantage there, especially given the Bengals are very healthy right now and the receiving options that they have. I mean, we, I'm not equating the Bengals offense to the chiefs, uh, but the chiefs just eviscerated the Raiders on Sunday night. And you could definitely see the Bengals doing similar things in that, they could just chuck the ball 50 times and that could probably win them this game this week. Yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be really telling because everyone's healthy coming off a bye, um, have had, you know, kind of a week and a half to prepare for this game. And then you watch, I mean, I'm, I'm sure every one of the Bengals watched the Sunday night game and, and what the chiefs did. And I get it. Patrick Mahomes had a couple, I wouldn't say lucky throws for touchdowns, but, he, he had a couple throws that um, were really nice. They looked back. Um, but I think there's, 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 there's going to be a lot of things that, that they can take away from, from that Sunday night game with the Raiders and, and the Chiefs. So, um, I, I don't know. I, I think it's just also going to depend, is Derek Carr going to play at an elite, at an elite level or, or is he going to play like he did Sunday night? It, it's, just, it's kind of a toss-up still. I don't trust him fully yet. And – I also think that Josh Jacobs will not get anything uh, on our D line, our linebackers. I, I I really think that. Yeah. So let's flip it to that side of the ball. Um, just overall at the skill positions, the Raiders have nobody that should scare the Bengals in the least. Well, um, Darren Waller. Oh well, yeah. Um, but they have no real receivers. I don't know what Deshaun Jackson was doing on that fumble the other night. That was pitiful. But Darren Waller, I want to get to him in a second. Um, obviously, the Henry Rugg stuff, um, they just have no deep threats. It's going to be all 10 within 10 to 15 yards of the line of scrimmage, and it's going to be a lot of play-action boots, which the Bengals have struggled with a little bit, especially yeah. with quarterbacks being able to throw the ball right over our linebackers before our safeties. So I think that this – matchup is very interesting from that aspect 
But like you said, I think this is a game where the Bengals can, if they can tackle the way they tackled early in the season, this is a game where they can make the Raiders very one-dimensional. Yeah, no, I, I, I think so too. And we've seen when Derek Carr's going to throw the ball every play, it, it, it doesn't work out because they have bright. I mean, when you're number one receiver right now, and it's, it's a clear cut number one is Hunter Renfro. Um, you don't have any receivers. Like you just, I mean, even with, I mean, even when they had Henry Ruggs, he wasn't like crazy good anyway. So like they don't, they haven't had good receivers all year. They've been, and then um, I, what I do think we're going to see this week is a lot of, you know, bracketing Darren Waller. And I think we're going to see a lot of, I don't think they're going to bracket Hunter Renfro because he's going to be in the slot, but I think the matchup of the week is going to be Mike Hilton versus uh, Hunter Renfro. I think that's going to be a huge, huge matchup. It's going to really hurt this week to not have a King Davis Gaither. Uh, yes. For the Darren Waller matchup. That being said, um, Jesse Bates comes out this week, talks about how he played really awful in the first half. And I, I hadn't looked at the advanced stats on his play. He really did not play well the first half of the season. So looking for a big game out of him on Sunday. And this is going to be a very big test for the Bengals, the middle of the field Bengals defense, Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt, Von Bell, Jesse Bates, those four guys, this is a big week for them. Yeah, it's a big week for them. And I also think it's a big week for Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt in the D-line. And I know they don't blitz that much. The linebackers don't blitz that much. But I think the Raiders' O-line is not crazy good. No. So Trey Hendrickson should have a big game, too. If it's not Trey Hendrickson, it should be somebody else. Like, their O-line is is, is not good. Like, yeah, it's, it's just – Colton Miller, their left tackle, is pretty good. But – I wouldn't say he's better than some of the guys that we've seen uh, this year for, for uh, that have gone against Trey Hendrickson. Um, This is overall, this is a referendum on Zach Taylor and the coaching staff, because if you come out flat after these last two games and you come out unprepared and you get off to one of these slow starts, another one of these slow starts that we've seen all season, it's not a good look coming out of the bye week. It's not a good look. And I, and I think I, – I don't think – you know, we're going to disagree on this one, I know. I don't think even if the Bengals, you know, kind of – I don't want to say the word choke because we were, really, we were never really in a position to not like to choke because it was week seven. <laughs> but um, if the Bengals kind of – you know, the wheels kind of fall off the rest of the year, I still don't think Zach Taylor gets fired. Um, but oh, he has secured his job for next year already. I, yeah. I, and you know what? I don't, I, I, the one thing I like about this Bengals team, their culture is actually good. Like they legitimately, he has built a culture, him and the coaching staff have actually built a culture where people take accountability. It, it's so much different than the, the end of the Marvin Lewis era where there was no talent and the culture was bad. And now there's talent in the cultures that, you know, it, it's improving. I, I, I'm not going to say it's like a perfect culture. It's not like a, it's not like a Pittsburgh culture where they could throw, you know, you or me in a quarterback and they'll have a winning record. It's not that, but um, I, I, what they're doing I right do now. basically. Um, 
I do, I do like the culture though. That, that, that's one thing I wanted to say, even after the last two weeks here and watching interviews, everybody's taking accountability, even though they got embarrassed and, and, and it's all talk until they show it on the field. It's like, you know, it's nice to see that instead of, you know, the old Bengals where, you know, it, it'd be somebody else's fault. Yeah. Culture can only get you so far though. I will say this. I agree. Yeah. And this, on top of this being a very big game for the coaching staff, this is a huge culture game because if you took your bye week and you laid around like I'm going to do today and you didn't do anything, you ate chips and watched football, (laughs) then that's going to show on Sunday against the Raiders team that is more than capable of beating you up, making this a rock fight and sending you back to Cincinnati at 500. If you've spent your bye week watching film, self-scouting, talking to you, Joe Burrow, I love you, but the interceptions, if you spent your bye week doing other things other than keeping your mind right, it's going to show on Sunday. And so this is a game where you see if this culture of accountability has actually taken its roots. We can talk about how culture against the Ravens led the day, culture against the Steelers, culture against insert XYZ win the Bengals have had this year. This is the game where you see has that culture taken root because the last two games that you've played defense, especially you've played like ass. And that's, I'm going to be honest, that's putting it very politely. Yeah. You, and you know, we, we weren't on, um, but we, we need to say this. uh, I need to issue an apology to Mike White um, and Mike White's family um, and every Western he stinks. Oh, he st- stinks. But every Western Kentucky alum, um, every Conference USA fan, I apologize. Um, I said Mike White couldn't throw the ball more than 10 yards on the field, and he really didn't all day. He did um, not. <laughs> but he still threw for 400. Um, <laughs> and uh, he was yeah, Oh, he, he ran it. He ran it up, said he should have been the number one pick, and then ran it down and threw four picks with no touchdowns last week. Oh, jeez. Oh, Only boy. the Bengals, baby. Only the Bengals. Um, but, yeah, so, I, I mean, we really said all there is really needed to say about this. This is a humongous game um, for the Bengals. If they want to even think about the playoffs this year, this is a game you must win um, because then you come back and you have five of your last seven at home and you leave the state of Ohio once in the last two months, once you leave the state of Ohio. So it cannot be understated what a win on Sunday would do for the Bengals. Um, There was a chart I saw this week where Bengals win on Sunday playoff odds go from 25% to 50%. Um, And so, I mean, that's really all that needs to be said. This is a big game um, against the Raiders. Um, So, yeah, that's really all that needs to be said. Prediction time. Uh, Bengals are minus one. Over under 50 and a half. What tell me what is gonna happen Sunday 
at 4.05 Eastern time. By the way, daylight savings stinks. Um, what's going to happen Sunday afternoon? Um, I'm trying to think. Well, first of all, daylight savings, let's move to Arizona. There's no daylight savings there. Um, let's, uh, you know, let's go. God, this is so hard. The defense has played so bad, but I know if I say they're going to play bad, they'll play really good. So I think the defense is going to have an atrocity again this week. But I think we, I think the Bengals pulled out off the bye, and I'm going to go 20, 28-27. You're taking the Bengals 28-27. So you got yeah. a push and uh, the, yeah, over. the over. This feels like a game. This is a line-in-the-sand game for the Bengals. Um, and it is for the Raiders, too, but especially for the Bengals. If you want any chance at making the playoffs, this is a game you have to win. And so I, I, maybe I'm biting off too much of the optimism pie. I don't know. These next five weeks for the Bengals are all extremely winnable games, especially if they get this one done on Sunday. You got the Steelers, Chargers, Niners, Broncos. After that. And if the Bengals can win on the road in Vegas Sunday, you cannot tell me that you don't feel confident about them going to Denver and winning and going to Cleveland and winning later in the season. So all that being said, I think that this is going to be a rout. I think that the Bengals have a mindset that it's go time. And so I am going to say Joe Burrow goes for 310 and three touchdowns. And I'm going to take the Bengals 34 to 17. Okay. I think this is the Bengals coming out of the bye and saying, we not we're back. We never left. And Strap up because these last eight weeks of the season or, or seven weeks, this schedule screws up, screws me. Uh, these last seven weeks of the season, it's fully on, and the playoff push starts on Sunday with a Bengals route of the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like that. I like that. In that's it. That will happen if the defense plays well, I believe. I think the offense will take care of business. It's it's really on the defense if they can stop Derek Carr, which yeah. they should be able to. Yes. Like we just said in, in our preview, there is nobody on this Raiders offense that scares you on the outside. It's Darren Waller or bust for their offense, and their defense is meh, uninspiring. This is a game that the Bengals – need to have for the playoffs. Yeah. And last uh, segment of the show, um, trivia. Also think big Joe Mixon game on Sunday. I agree. I was I was thinking that. I, Joe Mixon and Joe Burrow are, are going to have that mindset where they're not losing this game. And they don't, it doesn't, it's not going to matter how many points you're going to have to score. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. The last time the Bengals played at 
the Raiders. Which, I mean, this is a neutral site game, so this is not exactly the right line of questioning. But nonetheless, I digress. The last time the Bengals played a game in a stadium where the Raiders play their home games, who was the Bengals' leading receiver? Uh, what year was that? 2019, the 0-10 Bengals and the 6-4 oh, Raiders. I think I know this. Is it Auden Tate? It is Auden Tate. Okay. Because I remember well – no, done. I remember – yeah, because he had – I remember I started him in fantasy like those couple weeks because that was year one of our of our dynasty league. And A.J. Green was hurt, um, you know, like usual at the end. Love A.J., but come on. And uh, turf toe, man. Um, we haven't podcasted in so long we didn't get a chance to talk about that back shoulder throw that he just did not turn around for. Yeah, it was bad. I, he's still he's actually pretty good this year, though. He's gonna make the Hall of Fame. I agree. Um, but yeah, I remember I remember he because uh did they play the Rams in London? Remember that? Yeah. And Auden Tate had like we lost. Like we did we even score a touchdown or did we get shut out early when they scored like seven. And he had like 10 catches for 110 or something crazy on Tate did. He did. He had, well, no, he was he like had a- four catches for 56 yards. But, but Ryan Finley was 13 of 31 for 115. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, that's uh, – you, you, and you know, it's – that felt so crazy, man, because – he had worse stats against the Steelers last year, and they beat the Steelers on Monday night. So it's like he had three rushes for forty-seven yards in this game. I don't know how he did it. He's he'll never play. He'll, he'll never play another snap in the NFL. That was the most evident tanking I have ever seen. When Zach Taylor was just like, "Yeah, screw it, we're going to start Ryan Finley for three weeks." Well, yeah, because and they were they were they were they were getting closer to a win with Andy, and they're like, no, we well, can't. Then they, be put, doing they put Andy back in against the Jets, 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 and he won. Yeah, I remember I was pissed. Yeah. I remember I was really mad. I wanted I, but I, we I wanted Joe Burrow at that point. So I was like, why are we winning? Hey, the Dolphins can kick rocks. Because I know you know you you know damn well the Bengals would have drafted Tua, and we would have been so salty. <laughs> I, I thank God every day we didn't draft to a tag of Iloa. Um, <laughs> all right, that's an episode. We're back. We will be back on the regular schedule. Things just didn't align the last couple of weeks, but we will be back on the regular schedule. Thanksgiving next week. And what better way to cap off the Thanksgiving weekend? Or actually, scratch that. I, I, I'm not going to edit this out. This is just thinking on the fly thing. What better way to start Feast Week than for the Bengals to absolutely feast on the Raiders Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's – yeah, it's kind of – I mean, you're kind of stretching with that analogy, but I, I respect it. Um, I respect it. It's the Bengals. It's the Raiders. Sunday in Vegas. Shout out Brendan Beal. We love the Raiders. The autumn wind is going to get killed. Bengals by 17 at the spaceship. That's an episode. We will talk to you next.
what we do. Who that? 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 Who that?